I remember when he used to do things like that. Now, maybe he does them in Nashville. Welcome in. It's BetQL Daily. DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. We will lead with that in just a few moments. We got a lot to get to. We'll see if we can manufacture some drama for our friends in Philadelphia who are always right on the edge, ready to lose it anyway. Uh, we'll see, <laughs> speaking of being on the edge, ready to lose it, if Angels fans are ready to just throw their hands yes. up and walk away, especially after not just last night's loss and the series against the Astros, but Otani now seemingly being on the block. We'll have some fun. MLB Dream will join us at 11 Eastern, 10 Central, 8 Pacific. Off the board to wrap up the first hour. So much going on. Of course, you know you can follow the show at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Here until noon Eastern. Listen on your Odyssey app, wherever you may be in the world, whatever you're up to today. A-U-D-A-C-Y. And welcome in. Ed and Joe just don't want to come back to work. At least we have Aaron. I'm Chris Mack filling in for both of these guys somehow today. And Aaron, how was the time off? Let's start there. So I wish I had some good stories to tell. Um, a little bit boring. I was doing like adulting things, stuff that needed to get done around the house and fixed maintenance. I was even a nerd. Went and picked up some magazines, started oh, my football prep, got some spreadsheets no, going. Yeah, that's I'm ready. Best. Training camp starts tomorrow for some teams. I mean, this is exciting. It's it's gonna be here before we know it. Um, no no wild parties or things to report. However, I must tell you, I made a big mistake and emailed oh. our boss the wrong dates. If you're wondering why I'm back this week, it was a surprise to me too. I accidentally emailed our boss Andrew the wrong dates, which is fine. I didn't at least have like a flight planned. But I do have some parties planned starting tonight, so oh, no. uh, I'll uh-huh. have to take it easy and make sure I'm not feeling like crap tomorrow because the MLS All-Star festivities are in the D.C. area, and I'm going okay. to the Players' Tribune party tonight, so that should be fun and interesting. I'm looking forward to it. That um, um, Fun and interesting should be us looking to see what condition you're in tomorrow at this time to see that will right? give us an indication on how how much fun it was tonight we'll get, <laughs> we'll get it in retrospect how bad um, is my you, headache right exactly so nickel nickel or dime nickel on aaron feeling 100 tomorrow and being in bed by 10 p.m or dime on oh. aaron's in bed after midnight i don't plan on Whoa. being home by 10 so yeah yep. <laughs> Dime, dime on not asleep till after midnight, definitely. If you missed it, watch the show on twitch.tv slash betql. You would have seen Aaron hold up all those NFL and college football preview magazines. This is, like, when I was a kid, okay, this would be one of my favorite times of year because, like, like you said, you go to the newsstand at the store or the bookstore or whatever it is, or if it's, like, a standalone newsstand on a street corner, they don't have those as much anymore. You get everything online, right? But like walking by and grabbing all the preview magazines and like, oh, this is the best time of year. You're right. Just sitting around reading up on third string tight ends in the Mac. It's sad, but it's fun at the same time. <laughs> exactly. And I'm starting, I was looking at all the spreads are out, you know, for the entire season. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should you know start it by week one week two start to look at some matchups put some notes for Mm -hmm. some props that i want to keep an eye out for so i love it i'm excited and it's right around the corner finally 
Yeah, I think I saw the the college football opener, that first game between Notre Dame and Navy is like August 26th, I want to say. So we're really only like it's five weeks away. away from that. Yeah, it's right yeah. around the corner. Um, we will get into, I mentioned Otani and the Angels. We'll get into a slew of news from, or at least results from over the weekend and what it means as the second half is now legitimately underway in just a couple of minutes. But we want to start in the NFL this morning because that's the big news of the last 12 to 18 hours or so. It's DeAndre Hopkins, who you heard off the top there, going to Tennessee. And it was interesting to me, Aaron, that the initial reaction to this from the books anyway was, oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. We're not going to touch any of our numbers. Win total still seven and a half. Still right about where they were to win the AFC South second. Uh, obviously behind mm-hmm. the Jaguars, still 40 to one on conference odds, still 80 to one on Super Bowl odds. They're not touching any of the big numbers on Tennessee. And it's, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. I still think DeAndre Hopkins can be the kind of piece that gives this offense some balance when they need it. We know it's going to be driven by Derrick Henry. And as long as Derrick Henry is healthy, he's the engine that turns things in Tennessee. We know that there's a couple of young quarterbacks sitting there just waiting in the wings for Ryan Tannehill to start screwing things up if it should go sideways down the stretch, especially. I suspect, you know, it may be Will Levis time if this team starts out like three and six or something. But they're still in a division where I would think you get three or four wins not handed to you, but they're kind of chalked up, right? You've got Houston and Indy on the schedule. Um I'm surprised there wasn't at the very least a little bit of a move somewhere on the Tennessee numbers, given that DeAndre Hopkins gives Tannehill another weapon and a pretty solid weapon. I think Hopkins still has a good bit left in the tank. Yeah, so Hopkins caught 64 passes for 717 yards last season, three touchdowns, all despite being suspended for six games for violating the PED policy. Now the Titans did miss the playoffs for the first time um in four seasons last year they absolutely crumbled down the stretch if you remember i mean Mm -hmm. they lost their final seven games of the season now they did address a pretty bad offensive line and free agency and the wide receiver room was one of the biggest questions they clearly missed aj brown after trading him to the eagles and i think they did address this i i guess I'm surprised. If, what would it go from 80 to one to 75 to one? I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. I mean, do you? No. I still think the no. Jags are the team to beat in that division. The one thing that is interesting to me, Chris, is the win total. Yeah. Seven and a half, as you mentioned. The thing is, the Jags are also going to welcome back Kelvin Ridley. So they're going to be better all the way around, too, I think. So seven and a half is intriguing to me if that's the way you want to look to bet it. However, they have an early week seven bye. They start off at New Orleans. I think the Saints are going to be better. Who knows what we're going to get from the Chargers? I'm always thinking right. they shouldn't be bad and then things happen to them. And then but they early charge in the her, season, yeah. yeah, early in the season, I think you can expect a W in that week two matchup. Then they're at the Browns. Then they host the Bengals at the Colts. And then they host the Ravens before the bye. That's a rough stretch to start the season. I do think seven and a half is doable. I wonder, so when we saw Tyreek Hill leave the Chiefs and, you know, everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to be as good this year. And then they were. Maybe the books are thinking, 
perhaps D Hop isn't going to move the needle that much, and we don't need to change things. Yeah, that's interesting to me because he clearly becomes the number one target, right? Like, not that I'm not taking anything away or holding anything against Traylon Burks. I think you'll another see see another good year of growth from him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Westbrook Akine, I think, is a nice secondary target as well. But again, it's all about. Derrick Henry and him remaining healthy and Ryan Tannehill not trying to do too much and put too much of the offense on his shoulders. But you mentioned that schedule the first seven weeks. Here's the thing. This is the weird thing this year about the AFC and NFC South divisions is they're playing each other and they're both terrible. And so you have teams that are not very good instantly getting, I would say, three to four wins kind of baked into their schedule, depending on how you want to mm-hmm. look at it. Like, you make a great point that they don't go into the bye on an easy stretch, you know, with the Ravens and Bengals sandwiched around the Colts. But I see the other part of that, and I see the Colts. I see the Browns, who are a huge question mark. I see the Saints, who are a huge question mark. Now, granted, those games are on the road, but I think it's I don't think it's entirely out of the question that Tennessee somehow finds themselves at the bye, like, three and four, four and three, and they're already halfway to that number. Yeah. I mean, some of those games are just 50, 50 with so many new pieces on those teams. We don't know really what to expect. Some, one of those teams might surprise us, right? Or maybe the Titans are really going to be that good. The thing is they can't continue to rely solely on Derrick Henry. And obviously Signing Hopkins is a great move towards getting away from that. But having that early buy stinks, especially with like the workload that they put on Henry. If this guy's banged yeah. up and you got your buy at week seven, ugh, I don't like that for them. Another way you could bet it, which I thought was interesting, the Titans are listed at minus 300 to miss the playoffs. Oof. And if you think the Titans, you know, are going to be better, then they're plus 250 to make the playoffs. Wow. Does any of that interest you? (laughs) Plus 250. I mean, I think that tells you all you really need to know because this is still like an eight win team, I think, at absolute best. Like, I do think Mm -hmm. the win total is still spot on. I just found it interesting that we didn't even get like, a fluctuation in the juice on seven and a half, really. It just, everything kind of sat static. And so when you look at the, the, those last 10 games, like you talk about how tough it is to have the buy early, and it is 10 games after the buy is tough. Um, y- you can see more wins in there. Like you, you see yeah. the, the Carolina Panthers come to town. Uh, I think it's Thanksgiving weekend. The Falcons come to town out of the buy. You get a trip to Tampa. You know, you, you've still got the Texans on the schedule twice late in the season. So eight mm-hmm. wins, I don't think is entirely unrealistic for this team, but it will. It'll it'll boil down to how how these uh, how Tannehill meshes with Hopkins and the health of Derrick Henry, and yep. we'll go from there in in how the Titans either stay right there on the fringe of the AFC Wild Card conversation, which maybe if you think they're going to be at eight wins and they're going to be on the fringe of that conversation, that makes that what was it plus two fifty? Maybe it makes that yeah. number worth it to you. Uh, to bet Titans on the playoffs, even if you're not putting a ton on it. The other big NFL story today is 4 p.m. is the deadline. Deadline to sign a franchise-tagged player to an extension if you're going to do it. There's only three guys left. Evan Ingram came to a a contract agreement with the Jaguars yesterday. It was reported. So we're down to just the three running backs, Saquon Barkley in New York, Josh Jacobs in Las Vegas, Tony Pollard in Dallas. It sounds like Pollard and the Cowboys are totally amenable. Both sides 
to just go into the season on the tag and Pollard will take advantage of finally being the RB1 in Dallas to try and build himself some contract value. We know Jacobs is about this close to asking for a trade out of Vegas, uh, assuming it doesn't get done by 4 Eastern today. Saquon Barkley somewhere in the middle. Reports over the weekend that they might be able to get it done. Uh, This is interesting because the Josh Jacobs one is then dependent upon, let's assume Barkley gets done and let's assume, again, Pollard and the Cowboys are happy to walk into the season just holding each other's hands at a distance. (laughs) Dalvin Cook is still out. It's like an eighth grade dance where your hands were up on the shoulders like this and you just (laughs) kind of awkwardly stumbled back and forth, Frankenstein walk. Um, Josh Jacobs being available, if he should hit the market via a trade, affects things regarding Dalvin Cook, because Dalvin Cook is still out there. So now we've got, all of a sudden, two high-level running back pieces possibly available at the same time. Cook via free agency. Apparently, the Vikings are still thinking about a possible reunion there, according to Boomer Esiason. Um, And Jacobs just wants to be traded. Who knows what the Raiders will get in return, though. The devaluation of running backs continues, Aaron. Yeah, and as it should. You know, if you're in the front office, why would you want to pay one of these guys a lot of money? Because the chances of them getting injured and missing some time is pretty, pretty high, you know? You look at someone like uh, Saquon Barkley, for example. I mean, the the Giants, I mean, they looked pretty good. I mean, they may be due for some regression this season. Maybe they overperformed and exceeded expectations, but I think they're in a good position because they're like, listen, we made the playoffs. Like we've, we believe in what we have. We're not going to overpay, but I do think at the end of the day, they'll find a way to get things done with Saquon. It's just, he looked good last year. And I was surprised by that because after the injuries, I thought he's, he's not he's not going to have the kind of season that people think he is. And he, he really did. So I think they find a way to get it done there in New York. What's crazy is Barkley's going to end up earning a contract extension based on two good years out of five, really. And they were great years. They were Pro Bowl quality years, right? His rookie year and last year. But so many injuries in between. To your point, how many running backs are really worth that second contract and you're seeing it the, the the reigning nfl rushing leader can't get a deal in the city las vegas where he won that rushing title and may be on the trade block by the end of the day other nfl news that we'll discuss throughout the show involving a starting quarterback out west and whether that moves any markets for us with training camp now geez just a couple of weeks away in most spots wimbledon had a marathon finish rory with a big finish in scotland But Shohei Otani could be on the block. Oh, man. Angels fans, I feel for you. (laughs) We'll talk about it and what we got in the first weekend after the break. That all next. Alongside Aaron Hawksworth, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily.